The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of your favorite list-making show, Eat Sleep List. I am Matt Johnson, your host for this show, the show about literally making nothing but top 10 lists. Um, and we are getting ready for, uh, we just like to pick any topic. We like to pick any topic and talk about it and discuss it and get various opinions. And we love to hear your feedback and your opinions on these various lists. And we want to hear your own. Uh, this one is, uh, our, this episode is going to be our very first venture into pro wrestling. And I think it's very appropriate with the timing, uh, especially if you consider that, uh, in the world of pro wrestling, we're, we're on our way to run the Road to WrestleMania, as they love to say. And whether you love pro wrestling or you hate it, uh, you know, you've probably watched it at least some point in your life. Uh, I know I'm not the biggest fan of it anymore, but I still love watching the older stuff. It, it brings warm and fuzzy feelings to my heart. So uh, today, our guest who chose this topic, he's, uh, he's a good friend, drove up from Rochester, Rochester to Buffalo today uh, to record this thing. Everybody welcome Todd. Todd, how are you, pal? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for coming on. I know you've been chopping at the bit to come on this list show. So yes, yes um, thanks for having me. Appreciate of, it. Of course, of course. I love to talk with everybody. I don't like to have duplicate guests and stuff and um, and, and whatnot. So um, so it's good to you know mix it up a little bit. Like I said, this is my first pro wrestling one, and I figured if anybody's going to bring pro wrestling to the table, it'd be you. So right, I'm uh, good. I'm grateful for that. Uh, as we do with all first time guests, as we do with all first time guests. Uh, Tell us five, tell the, myself and the listeners, just five cool facts about you. Five things, five maybe experiences that you've had. Uh, let us, it, so the listeners can get to know you. Okay. So uh, top five things about me. Uh, let's see, start out. Uh, number one, uh, I was uh, I was born and raised, uh, born, was born and raised in Rochester, New York. Uh, so I've lived all my life. Actually, what's interesting, actually, my parents actually uh, are from the South, where they live in the South, but they actually uh, came up, uh, came up, uh, came up uh, to Rochester uh, because of their jobs. Right. Uh, and they had a, um, I, have a I have an older sister, and we're about, about 10 years apart. And uh, so they had, um, so my sister was born in like 1968, and then I was born like 10 years apart in 1978. So I kind of want to even things out, you know, I have you know, one, one girl, one boy. And, um, and yeah, I've just uh, lived there, um, lived there my whole life. No kidding. So, yeah. Okay. Very good. Uh, second one. Uh, I, so I don't know if you've, uh, I don't know if you've, if you had a list yet for, uh, done episode, uh, for favorite cereals. I have actually. Okay. Okay. So my f- all time favorite cereal is cinnamon. Actually, I just had, had some actually this morning is a uh, cinnamon toast crunch. Very good. That's, that's a cool my, fact. Yeah. That's, that's my favorite. I haven't, I, this interesting though. They have, they have different ones. I don't know if you noticed. So they have, uh, they also have French toast crunch. I remember French toast a and little bit. And there's another one that just, um, there's another one. It's like a new one that just came out. I forget the name of it. It's, Did they have um, a blueberry one at one point? Mm, I'm not sure. I know they have like a different. They, I believe, like I believe, have a not blueberry. But I believe they have a chocolate. I believe it's a chocolate toast crunch that just came out because I saw it like in like Walmart the other day. Oh no, kidding! And I was like, yeah, because I know they have like different flavors. I know there's, there's like a million different like different kinds of different cereals are out now. Yeah. Um. But yeah, but like that's like my all-time favorite is the cinnamon toast crunch. I mean, I've, I've had like I've, I've, I've had different ones like Frosted Flakes and Honey Nut Cheerios and you know and like different ones you know you know over the years. But like cinnamon toast crunch, that's my. Yeah, definitely my go-to. Yeah. All right. Very good. Number three. 
Uh, number three, uh, I am uh, my so my favorite. Uh, so anybody who um, knows or is familiar with Rochester uh, knows uh, knows about the uh, garbage plate. Uh, famous, yes, yeah. yes, and the infamous. Actually, that's actually what we're actually what we're uh, famous for. Actually, as of right now, it used to be like well, at least you know when I was older, or, 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 or sorry, older, when I was younger, I should say. Uh, it was uh, Kodak's. It's home of. We used to be the home. Well, it still is kind of. But uh, we were famous for for Eastman Kodak. Yep. For the you know for like motion picture you know company and all that. We're famous, famous for like cameras and all that. So, but uh, as of now, I would say it's uh, garbage plate. That's which is basically um, for, th- for those listeners that may not know. It's uh, it's basically um, it's uh, it's like a, f- a food. Uh, so it's like there's, there's a couple different like restaurants in town that actually make it. But uh, the, the gist of it is, it's basically um, it's like uh, cheeseburgers or, or, or and or hot dogs, and, and it's basically uh, put uh, put all together uh, with like um, with uh, like like French fries and like mac salad uh, and, and whatever, whatever toppings you like, and then and basically and, and, and like and like different like kind of whatever condiments or like ketchup, mustard, and, uh, hot sauce, um, and it's basically kind of like thrown together on a, like uh, basically like thrown out together like all on all on a one plate, which. Uh, might not be like the healthiest, uh, healthiest uh, thing to eat, but uh, it def- it's uh, definitely. Uh, <laughs> at least I like it anyway. It's but, my favorite part of coming up. So yeah, that's definitely. for sure. That's for, that's for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't come. I used to live up there. Uh, I never had right. it when I was up there. I was a vegetarian, Pasco vegan, so I couldn't have meat. But every yes. time I come up here there lately, uh, I make sure that either Wimpy's or uh, oh, there's a place in Webster that I had last time. It was really good. Uh, well, I know. Well, last well, a few months ago, I went to this place called Charlie's. Charlie's, okay. The ha- uh, uh, yeah, Charlie Rydell's that, uh, that has it is really good. Okay. So I don't, I don't know if that's the place you're thinking of, but yeah. Something hots, maybe Charlie's White Hots or something like that. Uh, possibly. I know there's one. The uh, my go-to, what used to be my go-to, was uh, Dogtown Hots. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't that so, one. So yeah. it must be Charlie's. Uh, number four. Number four. So uh, obviously, you know, being a, uh, a, a podcast where we're talking about wrestling, I am a, uh, a lifetime uh, or lifelong wrestling fan. I've uh, been watching it since I was a little kid. Uh, I'd say about six or seven years old. Uh, I first started watching WWF, uh, and then uh, my parents. I mean, once I uh, my parents had cable, and once I discovered cable, that pretty much like opened up the floodgates, and I started I started watching everything. When I say everything, I really mean everything. I literally mean everything. NWA, uh, AWA, World Class, uh, uh, Glow. I don't know if you remember Glow. Oh, I remember Glow. Yep, yeah, yep. yeah, Glow. Um, what else? Uh, uh, Global. Uh, You're engulfed in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was pretty it was, it was pretty pretty hardcore. And then and even and even now I still watch because uh, you know there's a lot a lot of fans. I'm sure you you follow online, so I'm, I'm sure there's like a lot of fans that are like they only watch like one. A company or one promotion like all oh, like oh, I watch WWE. You have like fans that complain like well, they'll complain about WWE, but then they won't watch. They won't take the time to actually watch anything else or watch any other promotion. Like I'm not like that. I, I watch pretty much. I mean, well, I don't really really watch WWE more that much. I haven't watched. I actually haven't watched it since last year's WrestleMania, right. ironically enough. But uh, but I do watch. I uh, watch AEW. I watch uh, Impact Wrestling. Uh, what else? Uh, MLW. Okay. Um, so you're, yeah, watching, uh, you're watching. You're watching. You're very I, I, busy. I, I, NWA. So I, I try. I try. I try to keep busy. I try to you know watch watch as much as I can. Very good. So. Uh, and your last one, number five. Uh, last one. Uh, so for those of you uh, who uh, may or may not know, uh, I was actually involved uh, locally with uh, professional wrestling. I was a uh, I was a timekeeper for a promotion called uh, Upstate Pro Wrestling. 
uh, for I'd say about twelve to about twelve to thirteen years. Yeah. Uh, so I, I was I was a timekeeper uh, there, and I also worked for a few other promotions. Let's see, uh, IWF uh, Pro Wrestling, uh, which was which was around for did a lot of the local for, for a few years. Yeah, yeah. and uh, also also a show for our, some shows for Pierce Lake Wrestling. Yep. Uh, and then I also uh, worked for uh, Empire State Wrestling, right here in the uh, in the Buffalo area. And I was there for uh, for about uh, two uh, about about two yeah, two, half, uh, two and a half three years. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was it was it was a you know it was, it was a great time and uh, it was a great experience and uh, I, I met uh, a lot of great people um, that I, you know still keep in touch with uh, to this day with, with that promotion. I was actually uh, those men. No, I was actually involved uh, with actually uh, with, there was a match actually I was involved in a few years ago with. Uh, uh, it was uh, Frankie, Frankie Feathers versus Ethan Page at the uh, the Russell Bash. Yeah, which is about uh, about uh, maybe a little over about three years ago now. It's probably four, I think. About, it, or a little or closer, oh, yeah, four, yeah, three or four, yeah. Yeah, about closer four, but uh, yeah, which I would say was uh, definitely the uh, highlight of my uh, highlight of my career. That certainly is. That certainly so, would be. So yeah. very good. There's your five things to get cool facts, cool get to know you is about Todd. Let's uh, let's get ready to make a top ten pro wrestling. Well, excuse me, top ten WrestleMania matches list. Yes. First and foremost, let's turn on our little commercial, fr- <laughs> copyright free, royalty free uh, radio. There it is. We got the music rolling. Let's make a list. Todd, what is your number ten favorite WrestleMania match of all time? Okay, Matt. So. At number ten, because you know, just like any wrestling show, you got to start out hot, right? <laughs> um, number ten, I have this. Might, actually, might be a bit of a surprise, but I actually have Hollywood Hulk Hogan versus The Rock from WrestleMania eighteen at ten. Yes, really? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, like I said, some might be surprised to some people. I know uh, a lot of people have that might have that higher up on their list. Yeah. But uh, yeah, actually, I have that. Uh, I have that number ten. Um, yeah, actually, it's funny. I, I just watched that match actually the other night, and. Um, it's, it was, it's, it's, it's a great match. Uh, you know, the, the atmosphere, the crowd was, was, uh, was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, actually in terms of crowd reaction, it might be, actually might be actually the arguably, you know, one of the greatest, if not the uh, greatest matches of all time in terms of just crowd reaction and the match itself was great, but it's, um, I, I'd have to, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't quite put it at, quite put it at, at the, at the. It's like, like like the upper echelon of, okay. of, of WrestleMania matches. I mean, it's, it's definitely on the list, but but not but not quite up there. Fair enough, fair enough. It does make an appearance on my list, and yeah, I'll give my thoughts on it. We'll get to it. Sounds good. Um, my number ten. All right. So I watched wrestling when I was little. I got away from it with the Attitude Era because my parents wouldn't let me watch. So there was some crap. Um, <laughs> I came back around middle of two thousand three. Okay. All right. Uh, so every, I'm watching everything. Ross. Well, mostly SmackDown. But raw, but um, it, this all leads up to WrestleMania 20. So the very first WrestleMania main event match that I have, and uh, features a very controversial individual that a lot of people are, are too afraid to talk about. But I am not. Um, I can separate the artist from the art, and right. I am not ashamed to say that this is my top ten matchup. Um, all right. So the very first main event I ever witnessed at WrestleMania, this is my number ten, uh, is Triple H versus. The Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels versus Chris Benoit at WrestleMania 20. Yes. Uh, the very first triple threat match for a heavyweight title at WrestleMania. Uh, you know, watching SmackDown a lot, I got to follow Chris Benoit often. And, you know, I watched Chris Benoit. He was he was getting bigger and bigger, a little bit more of a main event push, but he just could not beat Brock Lesnar. 
So he ends up winning the Royal Rumble from spot number one. He goes on to this thing, and HBK is already embroiled in a pretty bitter feud with Triple H at this point. Right. And they throw him to get together, and it is honestly, it is absolute magic. So many false finishes, which um, that's a bit of an insider term, but just so many times he thought the match was going to end, and what, one person was going to win, and they didn't end up doing it. Uh, I was completely enthralled as a fan at this point, and I still watch it back, and I still get like a... You know, I still get those chills from watching it the first time. When, right. when, when Benoit had Triple H in the cross face in the very final moments, Triple H rolled through, and Benoit kept it and pulled it tighter, and Triple H tapped out in the main event of WrestleMania, and Benoit had a pretty significant run. He, he was heavyweight champ from, I think, March that year until August when he lost to Randy Orton. Right. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I really, really enjoyed the psychology of this match, how it all played out. Um, at this time, Triple H and HBK, obviously behind the scenes, very good friends, but on on TV, on screen, very bitter rivals, and uh, going back and forth at each other. So, uh, it, in Benoit, you throw Benoit out of the mix, who's one of the best technical wrestlers of all time. I don't care what he it, in ring, one of the best technical wrestlers of all time. Absolutely, uh, ferocious competitor, and yep. uh, it was absolute magic. You got a little bit of everything in this match: a little right. bit of high fly, and a little bit, a little bit of technique, a little bit of power stuff. It was, uh, it was a. It was a perfectly balanced match, so that is my number ten. Yeah. And, and which is funny you mentioned that because uh, you mentioned a triple threat match because uh, you know someone who you know, watches wrestling for a long time as I have, uh, you know you, you know you, you know as well as I do that you know a, a lot of times those triple threat matches they they can they can be uh, they can be a bit, a bit tricky and, and so they, they tend to tend, uh, tend to fall, fall off the rails quite a bit. Yeah. So um so especially so for a match like that a triple threat match to actually to actually main event WrestleMania. Uh, you know, is you know for, for, for them to pull off as, as well as they did. You know, it's, it's a testament to, to to how 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 great those how great those guys are. Seriously, yeah, I have seen a lot of bad triple threat matches, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's risky. You know, I mean, WrestleMania 2000 had a four way, bit of four way. It was Triple That's H, right. Rock, Big Show, and uh, McFoley. McFoley, right? And uh, you know that was, it's not really highly regarded, but this one is. It, it's unfortunate that it, people like to forget about it because of Chris Benoit. But again, separate the artist from the art. And it is a beautiful piece of artwork. That, that, right. And then it ends with Benoit and Eddie Huggin. And we all know, you know, how that, you know, what came after, the, you know, several years later. So, right. um, so yeah. So that's my number 10. What's your number nine? Okay, so number nine, I have, uh, it's actually it's funny, you just mentioned Shawn Michaels. Uh, I have uh, actually a Harper Kid Shawn Michaels versus Kurt Angle from WrestleMania 21. Oh, okay. So yeah, this might, might, might be a bit of a surprise because that I mean, it wasn't really for uh, was it for a championship or a title? Or it wasn't really like a uh, it wasn't really a feud, or they weren't involved in it. Or another insider type of program per se, but it was you know just one of those matches to see like who was you know who's the better wrestler, or, you know, see who the better man was, and it was interesting because this was during the time when they had um, you just mentioned Raw for SmackDown. This is when they were um, when WrestleMania, I believe, was. Um, when they were first doing, I guess Raw versus SmackDown, I guess as far as like as far as like the two the two brands, I guess are, are feuding against each other, right? Um, and uh, what was interesting about the match was uh, was was actually was the build up for the match. I don't know if you remember, but this was when uh, I think I think of a week or two weeks before I think on SmackDown a few weeks before it was actually they brought back uh, actually brought back Mari Jannetty. Marty Jannetty, uh, Sherry and, came back. Yep, Sherry yep. came back. Yeah, and and and, and, Kurt, and Kurt Angle was was doing the parody of uh of of uh mocking Shawn Michaels singing uh sexy voice of the sexy Kurt. So I which, remember which, that. Which, was, yep. which was pretty funny. And then the uh, <laughs> just like a lot of like like great moments off off uh you know off from that you know you know uh, from the build up and then the actual match itself, which I, I thought was just was just outstanding. 
Yeah. So. I, the interpromotional part is important to me because back then, like when I came into wrestling again in 2003, the brands were split. Like these guys did not right. touch each other. Uh, the only pay per view, there was only four pay per views that they were on together, and the only pay per views that they ever interacted with each other were Royal Rumble and, you know, kind of WrestleMania to, to an extent. Right. Uh, the very first, like, interpromotional brand match I ever seen was Undertaker and Kane at 20. Uh, right. But to have this one at 21 and two of the absolute, I mean, Kurt Angle, who, and it's crazy to think at this point, so 21, WrestleMania 21 was in 2005. Right. He had been in wrestling for six years at that point. And he's already considered one of the world's like greatest. And he goes toe to toe with Shawn Michaels, who um, also one of the world's greatest attitude issues, um, a- a- some attitude issues. But uh, you know, they came off, and, and it was just absolute magic. And they it was a it was a nice little rivalry that I think ran two more two or one more show. I know they wrestled at Ven- excuse me Vengeance that year. Yes, uh, but the WrestleMania match was special, very special. So that's a very good number nine. I like that. Nice. All right, my number nine. I think this is the only like gimmicky match here. Okay. Yeah. All right. So WrestleMania 21. I have another WrestleMania 21 for you. Okay. All right. This one blew my mind. I love rewatching this one to this day. The athleticism. This is again. This is the best of everything kind of feeling. Right. Uh, I'm gonna go the very first Money in the Bank ladder match. Ah. Okay. So at this time on Raw, some of the biggest stars who you know were just trying to find their footing. It was a very muddled main event scene, very good mid card scene. Um, you had Chris Benoit, Edge, Chris Jericho, Christian Kane, and Shelton Benjamin, Benjamin, who is the Intercontinental Champion at the time. And they all going up. They're all beating each other up, and they all go to fight each other. They want the money in the bank. You know the contract. It guarantees a title shot at any time. And uh, and they it was a hard hitting story. I remember Chris Benoit. He went for the dive. He had his head split open. Uh, all the crazy stuff Shelton Benjamin did. Like yeah. I, money in the bank ladder matches didn't mean anything to me if Shelton Benjamin was wasn't in them. Right. He was running up the ladder, throwing clotheslines, doing dives. I'm like, this is insane. <laughs> yeah. But it cemented Shelton Benjamin as the, the the de facto money. I think he did like three or four more after that one, and right. they were all he all he did really cool stuff in all of them. Yeah. And, and like that's the stuff I want to see. Yeah. So. Um, ultimately, was it was with Edge. He hit, he was kind of, he was pretty much a full fledged heel at this time. He hit, uh, he hit Benoit in the arm with a steel chair. He had an injured arm as it was, and then Edge just climbed up and took it. But this was like a big WrestleMania moment for him, and I think he cashed it in at New Year's Revolution that following January against John Cena. Against John Cena, yeah. so uh, who was who won his first championship at this same exact pay per view? So, right. yeah. um, so, so yeah, the Money in the Bank one was really cool. It's my favorite one. Uh, you know, I hate playing in ladder matches in video games, but watching them, watching people just kind of destroy each other the way that they do. Very inventive stuff in a lot of them, but this was the first one. They had no, you know, there was ladder matches prior, but there was no, like, there wasn't really a set way to kind of go about it. Right. Um, they kind of went out there and, and made people want to see this match every year at WrestleMania. Right. So, um, so, very good. That's my number nine. What's your number eight? Okay, so number eight... Uh, I have um, a bit of a throwback here uh, from uh, WrestleMania 7. Ooh. Uh, I have the ulti retirement match between the Ultimate Warrior and Macho King, Randy Savage. Oh, okay. That's so, a good one. Yeah, this yeah. is the year after Warrior won the title. Yep. Macho Man, I think he, I don't think he wanted to go in, into retirement. I, I forgot the backstage story stuff, but he didn't. He didn't want to be retired, right? To well, my understanding, but right, right, regardless, right. Because yeah. right, what happened was, I don't know if you remember, because what happened was, so this was back when they only had like the big four, 
for the pay per views. So, which which made things you know a lot more important is the, you know so what happened to pay per views. So at the Royal Rumble, uh, Ultimate Warrior was uh, he was the champion and he faced Sergeant Slaughter and Macho King Randy Savage interfered, uh, cost the war uh, cost Warrior the uh, the title and uh, and Slaughter won, which 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 led up which uh, led up to this match. Uh, and it um, and it ended up being like uh, led up to uh, or I guess you know, uh, the uh, or the payoff was it or, or the build up for it was that it was going to be a career uh, career versus uh, career versus career. Yeah, I think we so know we, whose career we wish would have ended on that day. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And it, it was not the result that happened, but understandably yeah, yeah. so. Understandably so, but it's, it's also interesting too because um, uh, because you had uh, because you had you know you had uh, Monster King Randy Savage who was. Who was a heel at the time, for 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 all those years that he was, you know, all those years he was a babyface, uh, and you know, and he's, and he's you know, king of the ring and all that, and and he, you know, he, he had that, he, he did such a great job at, at that at, at that role, uh, and also also with the with the sensational Sherry Queen Sherry with them as well, uh, who who I thought was just just did like a phenomenal job, and this is now because because everyone talks about how this. The, you know, Savage and the Warrior, but like she, she was just a pumping machine, like in this match. And what was great about it was it was it was the match itself and um and the story they told, uh and you know and then obviously you know if you remember like Macho Man dropping you know, with the five elbow, elbow drops and Warrior still you know kicking out, and then um and then Warrior kind of um and the and the part where uh where Warrior like he leaves the early heat or he doesn't or there's like a you know, say a false finish. And he leaves the ring, and he's kind of look at his hands. Is like, was doing Gorilla Monsoon? Remember, doing do a great job. And goes, is this my destiny? You know, and all that. And then Warrior finally, you know, uh, finally vanquishes him. And then, and then everything hap- that happened after the match with Elizabeth, which is funny, is actually right before the match, they actually cut to cut to uh, a shot of Elizabeth. Um, you know, uh, Notch your former, you know, manager. Yeah. Uh, uh, in the crowd, and then afterwards, and then you know, obviously, and Sherry, you know, turning on Savage for losing the match. So obviously, you know, because you know, because you know, she was upset for him losing the match, and then you know, start kind of starts kicking, you know, kicking Savage, and then and then Elizabeth, you know, comes out of the crowd, she can't take it anymore. You know, the throw throws, you know, grabs Sherry, throws her out of the ring. And then Savage like, well, what the heck? And this, you know, Shia's like, Elizabeth, and then they, and then they're, and then they, you know, reunite and all that, and it was just just so, 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 such a great moment. That's a really that's a really cool one. It's weird, so, to, such a great moment. Yeah. I, it's weird to say, you know, in a top ten WrestleMania match that an Ultimate Warrior one is in there, but it's yeah. really good to say. Um, but you are right. This is, this was a very important moment. You know, photographed heavily, pushed all the yeah. time. Everybody talks about that one. So and and, and, I, and dare I say, um, I mean, you could probably argue that it was probably. Uh, that it was the Ultimate Warrior's uh, best match. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. It, if anybody's going to get the best out of the Ultimate Warrior, it's going to be Macho Man. Definitely. Um, all right. My number eight was probably, it, it's it's the most recent one that we have on, at least I have on my list. Uh, it's more so, it, it's a little bit of story. It's a lot of storytelling and a, a lot of good match that goes into this one. Okay. All right. Um, WrestleMania 35, the uh, the un, un, unforeseen main event between Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston. Mm, okay. All right. Nice. Uh, Kofi Kingston had been in WWE for a long time at this point. I think nine, ten years. It might be a little bit longer than that. Right. He came out in like 08. Oh, maybe something a little like bit that, sooner. yeah. I know he came out in the ECW brand. He had been around for a long time. Right. And uh, things just fell in his favor. I think it was Elimination Chamber and um, Mustafa Ali got, like, he was out with an injury and Kofi filled in and Kofi got one of the most, like, organic and craziest reactions i've ever seen in my life 
Like, I do not believe that. I still, to this day, do not believe that Kofi Kingston was intended to be in that match. And um, the reactions were just too strong. They loved it. He put up a, a very spirited performance. You wanted him to win. Uh, everybody. Like, there wasn't a single person in that, you know, that crowd or probably watching at home that did not want him to win. They thought he would. Right. And Daniel Bryan here, a heel at this time, still, you know, he, I like the way that he approached the, you know, the, the way that they wrote this match up from a storyline perspective that all of a sudden Daniel Bryan was like, it wasn't, he wasn't the authority, but it was acting like the authority who had right. chastised him, you know, years prior. Right, and then right. it ends with Kofi winning uh, the uh, WWE. It was the WWE Championship. And, uh, and it was a really cool moment because Kofi had spent his entire life as a mid-carder. Um, he was getting a main event push, and then everything happened. Something happened with Randy Orton, and uh, and you know that on-screen stupid, stupid moment. But and he didn't see the main event for a while. He's been sucking, yeah. you know, a tag team for the longest time. A faction, as far yeah. as New Day, uh, where they're going, um, you know, they're 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 a really good comedy act. So for for Kofi to win it the way he did was phenomenal. The way he lost it really upset me. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it it, uh, it was. Not very cool. dis- very very disappointing, and he didn't yeah. even get a rematch. So, yeah. uh, but Kofi versus Daniel Bryan at uh, at WrestleMania eight, or me, at WrestleMania thirty five is my number eight pick. So, okay. all right, what's your number seven? Okay, so uh, number seven, I have. Um, eh, it's maybe a bit of a surprise, but uh, I have from WrestleMania seventeen, or I guess for X seven as they called it, uh, I have the uh, TLC two match. Between the Hardy Boys, Ed and Christian, and the at the time the WWF, WWF Tag Team Champions, the Dudley Boys. So, um, so they had the first. Uh, so this was two uh, thousand one. Yes, yeah, so this is actually two thousand one. But the first TLC match uh, that they had, or that all three teams had, was at SummerSlam the year of uh, the year uh, or uh, the year before, which uh, which uh, Ed and Christian had won. Uh, and then uh, I forget when uh, at some point the, uh, the Dudley Boys uh, ended up ended up beating them beating them for the titles. Um, so because the Dudley Boys are actually the champions uh, going in this match, but uh, this was uh, this was like the, the, the TLC two. And what was interesting too was the um, was the addition of uh, each because uh, each team basically had um, had uh, someone someone I guess in their in their corner at their at their side. Yeah, yeah. Which was uh, which was Rhino for Edge and Christian. Lita for the Hardy Boys and Spike Dudley for the uh, for the Dudley Boys. Yeah, they all bumped. They all took something yeah. in that match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was interesting because because obviously you had you know the dynamic of 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 a match of, of this of this magnitude, uh, especially 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 tag team uh, a tag team uh, match or a tag team title match at WrestleMania because and and not that. Um, and not that, not that, not that, uh, not that the teams were great. I mean, obviously, you have three of the greatest, you know, teams, arguably, you know, of all time. Um, but what was interesting, and I don't, I don't know if I don't know, you, I don't know if you if you agree with me on this. I feel like the um, the tag team uh, matches or the tag team title matches, uh, if at least in the past, way, uh, in the past, at least for me, I, I feel like they've always kind of like haven't really like live up to expectations or I feel like they haven't really been that great. I mean there's there there I mean there's been a there's been a few matches that they yeah, played for the most part. It's hard to top kinda, that one. Eh. It's hard to top that one. Yeah. Every, you know, everybody everybody looks you know, every that's the measuring stick. Right. That one right there is the measuring stick. And right. it will never be top because the where those guys were at that point in time you know, I don't see a single tag team right now that I would put on the same page as no. Edge and Christian or the Dudley no. Boys or the Hardy Boys. At it, it, 
what they were in 2001. But what, but that's what I think that's what made that what made that match uh, match so great was the fact that they was that no one was really sure if they could exceed uh, if they could match or, or exceed the expectations from the pre- from the previous uh, previous uh, yeah. TLC match uh, TLC match and also and also just and just uh, and also when you consider everything else on the card as well because I mean I mean you could argue you know, I don't know a lot of people think I'm, I would agree that 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 that, that WrestleMania was arguably the the, the best great the best WrestleMania of all time certainly certainly so, so that's a, that's a great pick yeah. I, li- I like that one thanks I like that one a lot uh, my numbers was it seven uh, seven right. seven yes. all right so uh, I have these are I get them mixed up all the time but I'm just gonna say this uh, okay. my number seven is the WrestleMania 25 match between Undertaker and HBK. Okay. Right? It was 25? Yes. They did, too. The other one, I can assure you, is on my list. But uh, the 25 one was um, was my least favorite of the two, but it was still, like, one of the best matches of all time. Really? Okay. Um, hmm. I like the second one a lot better. There was a lot more huh. desperation in that one. Where, okay. Where HBK and, and Taker were just going out there and having a really, really great match, and they did. They had one of the be- best matches of all time. Uh, and you think it's like it's Undertaker at this point. So Undertaker in this is 2009, 2010. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, roughly that. Yep. And he goes out there and has one of the uh, he's one of the best matches on the card. Taker has always been a you know a, a heavily gimmick guy, right? He, he's had a lot of good WrestleMania matches, but to, in my opinion, he's never he hasn't had too many great. WrestleMania matches and, and, and some uh, and some WrestleMania matches that uh, that were uh, that were not so great also exactly exactly yeah. there's been so, there's been a few yeah. uh, but for Undertaker and HBK to go out there and tear literally tear the house down right this is I mean Taker's given everything he has HBK has given everything he has this is a bona fide like legendary matchup if they had like a I'd be interested to see if you know they ever did like a matchup Hall of Fame I right. really would be curious but. This one definitely belongs on there. This is the first of two. And it's like, you know, Taker and HBK go out and kill it. Um, and then, you know, two years in a row, and then Triple H is like, oh, I got to get on, on the Thunder. And he <laughs> loses two years in a row and not very good matches. Right. Like, I honestly think the last great Undertaker match was against HBK at 26. Okay. So, but that's yeah. just that's just me. But right. um, So the WrestleMania 25 encounter is my number seven. Okay. So, uh, for number six, I have, uh, from WrestleMania 10, I have the, uh, the Battle of the, uh, the Battle of Brothers. Uh, the, uh, I guess, Rocket, well, actually Rocket, I guess the uh, King of Hearts, uh, Owen Hart versus Brett the Hitman Hart. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a really good one. Underrated yeah. best, probably the best match on WrestleMania 10, and they put it on early. Yeah. Yeah, well, well. well well, see, it's interesting because, well, well I mean, well, obviously, well, I mean, we obviously we all know why they put it on early because obviously because of what happened later on in the show, with, you know, obviously with Bret Hart, you know, and Yokozuna and all that. Um, so, but but yeah, but I just I just I just love this match. Now, I, now I don't know how 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 you were, um, or, 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 or who you or who, who's your favorite growing up fan, but me personally was, or at least one of them was Bret the Hitman Hart. Yeah, I like Bret um, Hart, and then I grew up and and realized he was kind of a. <laughs> he wasn't. A, he's not a very nice person. Yeah, he's yeah. not a very nice person. But, but at least, but at least, like growing up, at least for me, growing up as a kid, like Bret Hart was one of my, um, uh, was 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 one of my fa- was or arguably my favorite. Uh, but but this, I just, I just, I just love everything about this match, like the the the, the build up for it because it was, if you forget, it was a slow build because they built it up for, 
They built up for a while. They built up actually all the way back to like Survivor Series from the year before when when Owen actually when Owen turned on Brett. Yeah. But but people actually uh, actually might not might not know this. They actually uh, actually uh, actually teamed up. Um, they actually had a couple a couple of matches actually uh, together as a tag team. Right. Which was either before, either before or or after that uh, Survivor Series when they the tournament. It was funny. Actually, one of those matches is actually against the uh, at the time, I believe the uh, WF Tag Team Champions, the Steiner Brothers, which is a, which is a, a really a, a really good like underrated match. Like nobody really, I don't know if anybody really knows or talks about. That was a really good match. But anyways, um, the uh, yeah the buildup for that match was great, and then just like the way that um, the way that Owen like just kind of like played up the fact that he was this you know. This uh, the, like play the fact that, like Brett was you know he was always been been, uh, been been in Brett's shadow and then he always felt like Brett was or he felt that you know Brett always thought he was underneath him and it was, it was, it was more or less like like Owens you know coming out part because I think people I think as even as fans or I think people even within the company knew I think how great and how talented uh, Owen was and they always knew I think that he had the potential to be you know a main event guy or, or be or be, or be a top guy but. I, he never really uh, had the chance to shine or, or prove he always been kind of like relegated, you know, kind of, you know like singles, a few like singles patches on like the maybe like mid card or here and there, and, and like a few other like tagging tagging, but nothing like nothing really stood out. And like this, I think I feel like there's a match that really, uh, really made uh, stood out. It was, all, it was also like a great technical wrestling match as well. Right. Okay. Very good. I like that pick a lot. I like that a lot. All right. Uh, what are we on? Six. six, six. Okay, uh, I have a lot of HBK on here. For somebody who hates HBK as much as I do <laughs> as, a, as a human being, I have him on way too many times. He's probably on half my matches. Yeah. Well, I, well, I'm sure you're not the only one who pro, 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 probably feels a ways as far as far as lists go. Because like, <laughs> it's like, oh, I can't say you can't be him. He's all. No. He has like. He's, he's like, Mr. WrestleMania. Like yeah, he's Mr. Exactly. WrestleMania uh, for a reason. So yeah. And here we go. go. So mine is this is at WrestleMania 24. So I have three HBK yeah. WrestleMania matches in a row. Um, HBK versus Ric Flair. The retirement match. Yes, yes. Uh, easily Ric Flair's best match in his old age. He had, he was having some pretty good matches, but okay. um, this was his absolute best. And it took, what, I think two? No, it was probably three Sweet Chin Musics to put him down. But, yep. um, I mean, obviously he would not retire because he's just that's just who he is. That's just right. Ric Flair. But this is his last match in WWE. He ended up going to TNA and, and performing and this and that. But, right. uh but this was very, very good storytelling, and it led to a. It was like a. It wasn't a very long run as Shawn Michaels is a heel, but um, it was like a mini run where like Batista would go after him and Chris Jericho, and right. um, Chris Jericho actually ultimately turned heel at, at for in this instance he threw Shawn Michaels' head into the the Jeritron, right um, during one of his talk segments. But um, yeah, it's hard to deny this HBK and Ric Flair match up here. It's, it's especially Ric Flair at this age too. Like yeah. they worked a very good pace. It was hard hitting. Uh, both men, I'm sure, were feeling it in the morning. But, yeah. you know, and then went to, well, at least Shawn Michaels went to work the next day. But, um, you know, Ric Flair had a legendary career. And, uh, you know, this is I think this is the best way to formally kind of go out. Right. Go exactly. out. So, um, exactly. And when it's, it's funny, too. And it's funny you mentioned that match. It was also very emotional. Obviously, because of that, it was, it was a very emotional match. Um, like in terms of like you know because obviously you know, that's one of the reasons why you, you watch you know, wrestling what, what hooks you is, is the emotion and what's interesting about that match was I don't know if a lot of people know this uh, Flair's uh, Flair's family was in the uh, was actually was it was in the crowd including a uh, a young uh, Charlotte Flair 
Oh. So, because I don't know if a lot of people are noticed, because after, you know, after the match show, you know, goes, you know, hugs, you know, at the time his wife and his, uh, his wife is, and his, um, and his kid, or his kids, and, and absolutely the crowd was uh, with Charlotte Flair, which is, which is kind of, you know, interesting considering, you know, considering where, you know, where, where Charlotte Flair is now. Right, right. So, yeah. All right. Yeah, that's my number six. Okay. Number five. We're on the top half now. Number five. So, um, let's, let's speak, uh, speak of the devil, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> I just mentioned Shawn Michaels, so actually I have another uh, Shawn Michaels match here, and this is also from WrestleMania 10. I have the uh, ladder match between Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon for the Intercontinental Championship. Very good. This was a this is the first ladder match in WWE, I think. That's I, right. I think it was the first one. Uh, blew a lot of people's minds away. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, no, it was great because like because you you had you had the build up for it because you had you know Razor Razor Ramon who was a champion and then you had you know Shawn Michaels who felt like he didn't you know hadn't lost belt and then he actually I they actually created like a, um I guess like a I don't want to say a fake but like but like a, basically a, another championship uh, a form because he felt like he never lost um and that uh and that's and that's what uh, what, what left his match and what's interesting is that I mean obviously at the time you know we may have not known but they're actually you know obviously you know. You know, part of the you know the clique, uh, they were like really good friends, um, and um, what was interesting is that they were like you know like you, you know like you said it was the first time you know first time ever uh, 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 first time I ever had a ladder match in the, uh, the WWF, and it was also interesting too was that uh, Shawn Michaels' bodyguard at the time uh, Diesel was it uh, was it was a ringside for the match because at the time that's when uh, Diesel was with uh, was with Shawn Michaels. Um, so just, just the way that like, just the way that everything played out and the story they told and, uh, the fact that it's not, I guess in terms of like, in, I guess in terms of like, I guess like, like bumping or like high spots, it wasn't, it might not, and it wasn't, there wasn't a lot, a lot, a lot in that regard, but at the time for what they did, it was, I just, I just thought it was, it was unbelievable. And the, and the, and this, and this, and the, and the story, and the story they told, uh, and, um, and, and the fact that like, you know, cause it was the first line match, I feel, I feel like that match kind of like. Uh, set the tone and set, and set the standard for you know for for uh, for, lat, for Latin matches you know uh, over the years. It did a big jump, you know, at that time. Like, I think Jimmy Snuka jumping off the cage is like the biggest thing that ever happened, and that was pre WrestleMania era, right? Um, to my understanding, so um, for Shawn Michaels to jump off, like that was a huge move. Nowadays, it's not as special, right? But you know, a, a very significant match back then too was unifying the Intercontinental titles at that time. Very good. All right, my number five is uh, is the under, other Undertaker HBK match. I won't spend too much time on this one, but this is the one from WrestleMania 26. Okay. Uh, it ended with a disrespectful slap on Shawn Michaels' part <laughs> and one of the biggest tombstones I've ever seen in my life. So, hmm. um, like I said, this is the last great Undertaker match I've ever seen. Hmm. the The Boneyard match with AJ Styles, which was all like it was movie, it was cinematic, right? It was good, but. As far as being in a live crowd, this was the last great. Um, well, actually, I don't know. You know what? That Brock Lesnar Undertaker one wasn't all that. Wasn't all that. Right. Um, big moment, but I don't think the match really ultimately delivered. Right. So, exactly. I, I would agree with that. So this is this is my this is my pick for the last great Undertaker match. I thought they did very well. So, um, so yeah, Taker HBK WrestleMania 26. That is my number five. Okay. Let's see, moving on to number four, uh, I have. Um, uh, from WrestleMania X7, I have Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock for the WWF Championship. 
Which one? Which WrestleMania? WrestleMania uh, 17. 17. Uh, X7. Oh, right. the heel turn. The big heel turn. Big heel turn, yes. Which is which is interesting because so there's there's a couple different ways a couple different ways you, you can look at well I'll, I'll talk about like the build up for the match in a second but which is awesome but there's a couple different ways you, you can look at the heel turn on the one hand you could say oh like it wasn't it was stupid it was necessary and which is funny because actually Stone has actually gone on record and saying that uh, like if he, he could do it all over again uh, he, he he would say you know just screw him just, and what what stomach man yeah and and because because at the time like looking back he actually didn't like it. And I know that there's a lot. There were a lot of fans that you know, like you know, at the time, well, and, I, and like looking back now, like you feel the same way. Yeah. But he I was still cheered after too, which is what made it worse. Like his, he was the well, best. Well, he had the best right, selling t-shirts. Well, because well, and, and, and they were in Texas. Yeah. Russell Man at the time was he in was Texas. Still was Texas. So yeah. Even though when he was part of the alliance, he was still getting cheered, which it, right. it makes it hard. Yeah. You know, it, nowadays if like John Cena would have turned heel, they would have booed the crap out of him. But Austin was they loved him. Right. They loved him, and I think it honestly it did more damage to Stone Cold's career than it did good. I agree. You know, some people need a fresh up as far as a heel turn, baby face turn, but. I think in the long run, people, uh, you know, people like Stone Cold was really only on top for like four or f- probably four years. Right. 2002, his star started to dwindle a little bit. Right. And this right. Is, just keep in mind, this is right after the Alliance angle. Right. And 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 he and he would and he absolutely he would would have had an even longer run. But then you got to remember you got to remember about the uh, remember he had the he had the he had the neck injury. He had the injury. So, but Surgery, I mean, it, yeah. it, it put them in so low in his eyes that they were willing to job you know. Job him out to Brock Lesnar on, on television instead of building it up. So, right, um, they, they, it, Stone Cold's reputation at least short term was damaged, I think, by the heel turn. Right, but. right, I agree. But, but as far as as far as the match itself, I I thought I loved it. I thought it was, I thought it was great. It was. I mean, you could argue was argue that it was probably uh, might might be might be their uh, the best match. I mean, which obviously which is hard to say. I mean, they had such great say, great chemistry. Yeah, they had, they had a, so, they such had great three, great matches up. together. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I mean, you could argue like that. That was their uh, that was their best match, and the build up for it was great too. Yeah, and I remember uh, like the video package, um, or they, they showed like the lead up to it was uh, was my way by Limp Bizkit. Yes, and uh, a lot of people say that as far as like you know like like videos or I guess like build up or like like video packages for uh, for, for matches, it's it's our, our, our arguably the best one. So I guess in terms of, like 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 build up or like there's like different you know they they, they do like like different like video packages and they have like songs that like build up build up a build a match and you're arguing like that was like oh, that was the best one for sure so most certainly yeah so very good very good yeah it was one heck of a main event it'll throw you thirty for it was a very good pay per view too yeah um all right my number four very good storytelling very good build up very good match and result I am looking at WrestleMania thirty from twenty fourteen. Uh, the main event, which uh, Randy Orton, Orton defending the World Heavyweight title. Was it, no, it wasn't Universal at the time. World Heavyweight title um, against Batista, the returning Batista, who won the Royal Rumble, as well as Daniel Bryan. Okay. All right, Batista came back. He was super popular. Everyone was excited to see him. Then he won the Royal Rumble. They all turned on him. Hated it. They didn't want him to win. You know, we, we love Batista coming back, but as far as just having somebody cut... I hate when they when they have somebody come back and they just throw them right into the big main event title picture. Right, right. Uh, it didn't. It did. It's. It's almost like a slap in the face to everybody else who works right. here all year. Daniel Bryan was hot at this time. People wanted Daniel Bryan, um, and because of this Royal Rumble, people Vince McMahon and, and, and WWE thought that Roman Reigns was was what the people wanted. But and it's 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 funny. But hmm. I mean, Roman's been the main event guy for a long time because um, they were cheering him. 
in the Royal Rumble. That's how much they didn't want <laughs> Batista to win this match. Right. So, um, but Daniel Bryan's had 2013. I mean, he was getting big before, way before this. 2013, he wins the universal, uh, the, the world heavyweight title from uh, John Cena. Clean match. Then he gets betrayed, and he spends a three month program getting just screwed out of the title at every twist and turn. He does yep. a little thing with the Wyatt family, yep. and he breaks that. And uh, it was this is you know it's it's an organic moment. Again, I, you know, if the WWE planned on it to happen this way, uh, it was certainly amazing, um, but. They just like it was just sitting right there, like their lap for for a long time. For it to happen at WrestleMania the way it did with Daniel Bryan beating Triple H, and then going on to wrestle in the main event, it was a uh, you know it was a significant statement victory. Unfortunately, like it, it's you know Vince McMahon likes his the bigger guys typically. Right. Yeah. Um, you don't see too many smaller guys get championships, and when they do, they are unfortunately hurt. And a month or so later, Daniel Bryan had to forfeit the title. Yep. He was hurt. He thought he might have to retire. He did it. He came back and then retired for a while. Um, but this match was was so good. Randy Orton and Batista playing the part. They were like evolution a little bit. Right. Uh, they were teaming up together. And then for for Brian, the little guy, I think spiritually, um, it was a really really good good main event. So uh, one of the best in WrestleMania history. So that's why I have that at number four. Okay. So top three. Top three. So at number three, I have. Uh, I don't know if you're uh, 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 the shirt I'm wearing. Uh, it's uh, number three. Actually, ironically enough, uh, number three I have from WrestleMania three. We just tied. I already know what you're gonna say. We tied. We have. Uh, I, I have the uh, the Macho Man Randy Savage versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Yep. For the Intercontinental uh, Championship. I have the same exact one, my friend. Of the same exact spot. There you go. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. No. Re- WrestleMania to no. me, you know, it's it's a lot of big showmanship. It's a lot of big moves. A lot of razzle dazzle. This was the best back and forth technical old school wrestling match yes. that I have ever witnessed in my life. Yes, and was and, yeah, it was, and, and the build up for it too was so was so good because yeah. I, I feel like that's the thing. That's the thing. Like because this was back when, and you know, obviously, you know, things have you know obviously changed a lot over the years. As far as like you know, writing and storytelling and like long term, you know, like long term storytelling and all that, I feel like this was back when like they were really good as far as like like uh, t- uh, telling a story and and, and uh, uh, long term planning as far as angles go. Yeah, because I tell you, the build up for this match was so good with with uh, with uh, with with Sat. I think with, uh, I believe or believe they, they did have a match when when uh, when Savage wrestled Steamboat. I believe it was on like Wrestling Challenge. I think. And then he and then he tapped him out for the match, and he, and he uh, uh, grabbed the ring of uh, the uh, time the ring belt from the timekeeper, and he you know you know, dr- uh, dr- uh, and, and dr- uh, dropped it uh, dropped it on his thr- or I uh, uh, dropped it on his throw, and he came off the top the double axe handle like on the throw with him on the I think on the steel guardrail, and he and he had like and he and smoothed the whole thing with the crushing you know, of Lennox, and he was out for a while, and then he and then eventually he came back, uh, and it was interesting too. This was also when. Savage was also in a, involved in a few with uh, right up there, uh, George the Animal Steel. Yeah, that's um, right. Because that was when, and because at the time this was when uh, Savage was feuding with Steel because Steel, um, I guess had a, had a you know, had a had a thing for Elizabeth. Um, and I'm actually remember, I remember one of the matches I think was from Saturday Night's main event. I think Savage was I think facing Steel or was facing uh, Steel or was facing someone I think I forget who. And then, um, and, and Steel actually actually came out and kidnapped Elizabeth. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do so, remember that. Yeah. I do remember that. So, uh, that yeah. Was, that was cool. Yeah, yeah. So, like, cool. so, 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 just like the, just the way they, they built everything up, and then, you know, and Steel came, and you know, Steel was, Steel was, was with, uh, was was with Steamboat, and then uh, Savage was was or Elizabeth was, was with Savage, obviously, and just the way they told the story, and obviously, you know, and there's you know, there's a lot of talk. People always talk about how like how meticulous Savage was for you know for playing out the match you know, and all that stuff. But, but I mean, having said that, I mean, I I don't think it t- takes away from 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 how, from how great this match was. Like you said, it's one of the arguably the best. Not, not just not just technical uh, technical uh, matches of all time, uh, technical matches, but I think one of the best matches in general like, of all time. Not, not just WrestleMania history, but just in the history of professional wrestling, sports entertainment, whatever you want to call it. I could not, I could not agree more. Yeah, I could not agree more. Um, oh, sorry, my wife just, I think she just, somebody just bought a shirt, <laughs> <laughs> and I got the notification of it. Um, okay. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's supposed to be for like a Christmas present. So, ah, gotcha, um, gotcha. my take on on Steamboat versus uh, Savage, excuse me. When I was training to do pro wrestling, for the listeners who don't know, I did do pro wrestling for about a five six year stretch. I still am involved a li- limited, but I do commentary. Um, but this was the match you studied, right? You studied this match to watch how they did the moves right. and why they did the moves, and. You know, it, it's it was a big big deal. This was a very different WWF at that time was a very different world from WCW. This match was classic vintage WCW. WWF was yep. showmanship, big matches, right? The, the main event that right. year was Hogan and Andre, and right. that match yep. was not great, but it provided a big moment. Right. But that's how WWF wanted to portray their 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 brand of wrestling. Right. This was this was normal for like WCW NWA right. at this time. But it, it blew everybody's minds away. People love watching this one. And I love the atmosphere in this one. It's very yeah. old school. There's no big entrance stage. Just a ton of people, um, allegedly, in the, uh, it's the Pontiac Silverdome. Yep. Pontiac Silverdome. And, uh, and yeah, it was uh, it was really, really neat. So, uh, well, I, It's funny you mentioned that because, it's, uh, if I can make uh, two, uh, two uh, points real quick. It's funny you mentioned that in the, the, the comparison to NWA. Because I feel like this match was almost a precursor to uh, a few years later when Ricky Steamboat, um, or when uh, Ricky Steamboat faced uh, Nature Boy Ric Flair uh, uh, for the uh, for the uh, NWA World Heavyweight Title uh, when when Steamboat went to the NWA. If you, uh, if you, I believe uh, 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 was it uh, uh, two years later or two three years later? Yeah, he didn't last long. I think he had he I don't know like four. He didn't hold the Intercontinental Title for long. But so he was so a family issues, right? Right, and then and then and then they, they dropped the belt to uh, Honky Tonk Man. Yes, yeah, so, and start off that big range. Yeah, so. yeah, and what's and what's interesting too, and I don't know if uh, a lot of people know this, or I don't know if you might know this. What's interesting too about 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 these two was that, uh, so the next year WrestleMania four when they had the the, t- the tournament for the uh, for the you know world for the for the championship world Federation championship, uh, Steamboat ended up well Savage won the tournament for and became the champion. But what's interesting is that um, Savage actually wanted to face a Steamboat in the turn uh, in the tournament, or, or I believe no, I not believe though. Steamboat actually wanted to, uh, to wrestle Savage in the tournament, and Steamboat was actually uh, was actually wanted uh, wanted to put Savage over, as we say. Well, Steamboat actually w- w- would have returned the favor and let Savage win, but uh, for whatever reason they did. Um, I think Steamboat uh, Steamboat I think ended up wrestling like. Great to hammer Valentine, right? And it being like a double count out, which is like, 
Uh, I mean, like, I mean, it was what it was. I mean, I mean, not, not, not the, not the. I mean, not that the match was bad, but like, I feel like I, I don't know if they, if they could, they could top, top the year before, but like, that's, that's always, that, that's one of those. I feel like it's one of those like cool, like interest, interesting, like what ifs, like, like, like what, like what if they, you know, what if they, if they face each other again, you know what I mean? So, but unfortunately, it didn't happen. Unfortunately, yeah. So, um, so all right. Yeah, no, that I mean that it's 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 such a momentous piece of history. Um, Absolutely, it is. I, I love watching. I can still sit there and watch it um, every now and then. So we're going to number two. So you number can kick, two, you can kick this one off, my friend. Number two. Okay, so number two, I have from uh, WrestleMania thirteen. I have uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Bret Hitman Hart in a uh, submission match. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, WrestleMania thirteen. No, thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. Thirteen. Yes. Yep. Now Chicago. Yep. Yep. So uh, this was, I mean, to me, I feel like this was close to the closest thing that I think you could, you could have to wrestling perfection, and just in terms of just the, the the match and the build up and the storytelling, and just everything about it was just which is so good because and it was also like a very interesting time in the company. Because uh, this was when, because this was the was this was the, the double turn. This is when, because uh, we're going in the match. Bret Hart was a you know, good guy, baby face, and Stone Cold Steve Austin was a bad guy or a heel. Yeah. Uh, and then after the match, they had that's when they had the um, they they did the double turn where uh, um, Bret Hart. Um, well, 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 plus, well, actually, well, even going back even, even before this, like they they actually they feuded for a while because they they wrestled. I think they wrestled like Survivor Series. Uh, they can back in a, a few couple months before November when Bret Hart came back, and they, and they feuded for for like at least like about five or four or five months or so, uh, and they'd had the build up uh, and they they built they really did a great job of just just building this matchup and just the the uh, the, the the rivalry uh, uh, that they had just I, was amazing and then and then the uh, the other part of this match that I feel like a lot of people forget about was Ken Shamrock. As a special guest uh, referee, this is his first appearance in WWE. I believe so. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, and and he and he had like a really good. Uh, uh, he, I think he he played his part well in this match too, because because you had like the match itself, which told such a great story, and like fought in the crowd, and it was just back and forth. And then Brett working on you know working on Austin's you know you know knee or, or uh, working on Austin's knee throughout the match. You know, to, you know, to, to set for, for uh, set for the sharpshooter, and you know, like eventually, after you know, eventually gets a minute, and um, uh, and and you have that that iconic moment where where Stone Cold's in the sharpshooter, and he, and, he's, and he's got you know the you know, blood you know, blood you know, blood coming down his face, but you know, but he won't give up, uh, and then he you know finally you know, he, you know passes out from the pain, um, so and then you have you know Bret Hart you know attacking him after the match, and you know Shamrock's telling him you know you know kind of get off him, but he doesn't. You know, that's something that Shamrock kind of throws him down, and then you have like this moment where like Braha kind of like he stops and looks around. He's walking off. He's like, you know, he kind of has that moment. You kind of like that that uh, that, that moment. Where it's like, okay, so I'm wait, so I'm supposed to be the good guy, and I won the match, but yet you're cheering him because because even because even like throughout the match or even before the match, you could hear you could you know, hear the crowd even before you could hear the crowd like getting like, slowly like getting behind Stone Cold Steve Austin yeah. and then. And then like, and then like, I feel like it's, it was kind of it was brought, but I feel like it kind of like went through the roof after that. And it was it was great because it actually it led to you know it, you know led to that uh, led to that hill turn. I don't know if that was the direction they they meant to go in, but I mean it, it definitely it, it definitely weird. worked it, out. It acts, it, watching the match, you kind of almost think that uh, that that's what it would have happened, but uh, 
I don't know. It was pretty organic. I mean, it, it did start off like a very. It was a. I thought Bret Hart's best work. I, I hated him as a baby face. Yeah. He was so, so boring. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm not trying to be like insulting, but I mean, he was just. He just. He had lost his luster. He was so plain. Right. Uh, you know. <laughs> right. He, he did the glasses thing or the bust. And right. and it's like, yo, this ain't. You know, I was just not a kid, and I was right. just like, but him being a heel and, and doing the whole Canada better than uh, than. Which, 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 like later on down the road, which led to him like joining, you know, joining like you know, Heart Foundation, Heart Foundation, Foundation, and, and you know, the USA. It was interesting too. A lot of people know this, or, or might not remember. So the week before, or so the the Raw before WrestleMania on Raw, uh, I don't know if you remember. Do you remember the a promo where uh, where after the match where Brett lost, to, uh, I think, or lost to Sid. And he and Vince McMahon came to the ring and interview him, and he shoved Vince down. Yep. And and the the whole the the and the, 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 the and he, uh, he said BS. So because that was that was at least you were as a kid like that was that was my first time ever seeing anyone like anyone watch wrestling see anyone curse and he just, and he just basically just lost it and he you know just just lose his mind and just just going nuts and just going off on Vince and going off for everybody and just curse and and and. That actually, to me, like that kind—I of, felt like that kind of planted the seeds not only for his for 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 his heel turn, but I also feel like it planted the seeds for what would eventually become the Attitude Era, because at the time, you know, the, the WWF was very or W or, yeah, WWF was very like it was very. I mean, they were you could see it kind of here and there with Stone Cold and flipping people off and stuff like that, but like it wasn't really like full blown at that point. But then I feel like that was—I feel like that moment is like a very like underrated, like like pivotal moment in the company's history, right? No, uh, uh, most certainly was. It, it definitely shifted because the WF was not like great. Like this is ninety six, or, or ninety six or ninety seven. No, it was the ninety seven. Ninety seven. Yeah. So this is, um, this is the. We're not at the attitude area yet. We're not getting yet. there. Getting there. But we're not quite there yet. We're right. still coming off of Diesel and King Mabel yep. and and all these other characters who just like they were just weren't doing it. Right. Um. So, so yeah, there was there was a lot to be desired in the WF, but yes, you're right. Right, this is a very important turning point, Matt. If this doesn't happen, we don't get Stone Cold Steve Austin. We don't get the Attitude Era. We honestly might get WCW still being around to this day. Right, honestly, yeah. and it's it's pretty crazy to think that, but yeah. it's 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 honestly true. Um, all right, very good. My number two, Kurt Angle, Brock Lesnar, WrestleMania 19. Um, I had a hard time with this one. Uh, it's honestly, it is my favorite match, but the one I have above it, I think it it, it deserves you know the, the regard that I'm going to give it. But Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar was uh, this for me. I was a high school wrestler. Here we go. We got two guys who, who wrestled amateurly. One in the Olympics in college and world team, and then another in just fresh out of the NCAA, relatively. Probably like two, two, three years out, and he's already in the main event. He's, this is his first year. He debuted the, the day after the the, the the previous WrestleMania. Debuted after WrestleMania 18, <laughs> and uh, you know he goes out there and they have one heck of a match. You know, honestly, all things aside, you know the, the shooting star press aside, this is really, really good. The bot shooting star press was awful, <laughs> um, yeah. but these two are just they're natural competitors, and I yeah. think they went out there and had, you know. Easily, it, it's nobody talks about it, and that's what bothers me. It bothers me, but that's just me right. having, you know, being a a wrestling purist, right? Right. I, I love the entertainment stuff to an extent, but when I watch pro wrestling, I love like 
old school Ring of Honor is awesome to me. Yes. 2002 Ring of Honor. That yes. is wrestling purist. You know, that's that's how I like it. I like the technical stuff. Right. Uh, nowadays, I don't like the new style of wrestling with all the, the crazy flips and shit. Like, it's, it's hard for me to get into AEW sometimes because it's just it's just too much. Right. And, and But old, like, technical wrestling, like, going out there, it's not the most entertaining stuff, but it can be entertaining. Right. And Kurt Angle and them did a little bit, um, a little bit of everything in this one. It wasn't the technical masterpiece that Savage's Steamboat was. It did feature it, but they, it was a perfect blend. And uh, you know, I, I, I regarded this match very highly. This one's a special one to me. This is just before I got back into wrestling. I actually started watching wrestling again when Kurt Angle came back after this match. Okay, yeah. so that's how I came to find out about it. I had the DVD. Um, and WrestleMania 19 is a really, really good WrestleMania card. It is, yeah. Uh, not too many people talk about this one often. I love the the long entrance wrap, the whole yeah. the whole ambiance that that whole pay per view. But right. uh, and there were a lot of good matches. I mean, yeah. Shawn Michaels and and Chris Jericho. You had Triple L, Triple H, and Booker T wasn't great. Yeah. Um, Undertaker in the handicap match against Big Show and A Train, which he did pretty well. Shawn, Ma- Shawn Michaels versus Chris Jericho. Shawn Michaels and Chris Jericho. Um, there were a lot of good matches on this card, yeah. and uh, this one stood. Head and shoulders above the rest for me. So, um, but that was that. We okay. are on to our number one. What do you got for us? Numero uno. So I have actually I have a match that, uh, that you mentioned earlier uh, on your list. It is uh, Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker from WrestleMania 25. Okay. So that, that uh, that's my number one. I, actually, I so I, I prefer this match actually over over 26. Fair enough. Um. It, it's not. It's not that I didn't. It's not that I. I hated the match from twenty six. It's just that I, for me personally, I prefer twenty five, uh, just because uh, the um, the uh, the uh, the, uh, the build up. Um, I don't know if people if people, uh, people might remember this, but uh, they actually so they were both part of the Royal Rumble, and it was Shawn Michaels that eliminated the Undertaker from the Royal Rumble. Which you know, kind of like you know, cost us you know chance of coming out know, or you know, a shot, you know, coming you know or getting a shot in the title. Yeah, uh, and that led to uh, which 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 led to uh, which 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 uh, which, uh, which uh, led to his match, and um, I feel like, with the exception of uh, me, uh, me and maybe and maybe Randy Orton, I'm trying to think one person or trying to think someone else. Can't, uh, can't really think of anyone else. I feel like this match was like the the match where the streak was at the mo- was 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 at the most uh, most, vulnerable. most vulnerable. Okay, I see what you're saying. So um, I feel like because it was all the other matches. I mean, you know, you, you know, whoever you King Kong Bundy, and CM Punk, else. I wasn't really threatened by. No, I, I mean, mean he was go, having good, a good year. It was a good yeah. match, yeah. but I mean, you, you didn't feel like it wasn't really. It was really even uh, Brock Lesnar. Even Brock Lesnar surprise. Like that was the ultimate surprise. Yeah, but, the ultimate. But surprise, not as bit, But you are right. The Shawn Michaels, you know, series. Um, and the Randy Orton one were, were very... Because now the streak is becoming a thing. The right. streak was a thing, but it wasn't talked about and featured as prominently as right. it was at this point in time. So Right. Yeah. When I feel like, too, like... Well, I, actually, after... Maybe after... I want to say it was WrestleMania, I think, 17 or 18, I think the one with, oh, I think the one with Ric Flair. 18, I, yeah, they I started think, I think that's, I, right, that's when they, that's when they start, start, start acknowledging... Actually, actually uh, Undertaker uh, actually acknowledged himself, actually, after the match. But I feel like this was the match where the streak was the most vulnerable, and you also had you know, two of the you know two of the all-time greats. Um, and it was interesting too because I think this was this was the first match I think singles match they had since 
I want to say oh, was it SummerSlam? Um, it had been a long time. So this is probably like 97, Summer 96. I was like 90, uh, 97, I want to say. Yeah. Yeah, because that was the match. I think yeah, that was for the that was a, for the uh, WF Championship. That's right, because that was a, that was a, that was a talking point. Right. No, was it was it ninety seven or was it ninety? Oh no, no, or maybe it was ninety six because it was ninety six. Was I want to say it was ninety six? I, th- I want to say uh, Hell in a Cell. That so, was ninety seven. Or ninety seven. Okay, yeah, 97. that's when Kane debuted. Ninety seven. Right, right, right. So yeah, ninety seven. So yeah, so that was probably their last encounter, honestly. Yeah, or, or, or last singles match anyway. But like it just, just, just everything about it, just, just like the, the story they told and just the back and forth, and, and I, I, I mean, a lot of people, you know, like, uh, or give uh, give people or give uh, or take a flag for, for for that dive, you know, with the with the you know, cameraman. Yeah, that was, you know, that, you know they missed him. That was actually was actually was actually you know, was actually was actually a worker. It was actually was a, a Deuce uh, Snuka. She was like, "Oh, that's actual cameraman." Like, no, I was like, no, I was the wrestler just playing a cameraman, <laughs> and he never caught him. It's like, oh, correct. So I remember like, well, so I don't know how you were. But I remember watching things like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, like, he's my dead. Jo- my jaw like dropped the floor. And then what was interesting was that like, that, but not only that, like he ended up like wrestling another like 10, 15 minutes after that, and it was interesting because. They were. They both brought out the best in each other, and they and they both. The thing I love about WrestleMania is that you have guys that that you know that do moves or the pull out, pull out, do things that they normally don't do. Like for example, like the thing that the thing that I love about this match was you know the, both guys doing things they normally don't do. For example, like right, I think five minutes after that, you had the Undertaker go up to the top rope and do an elbow drop. I mean, I granted, miss it, but people like the guys like I mean, the Light Force and Finley's doing elbow drops off the time. It's like 15, 20 minutes into the match, right? You know, and just and just like the just like the story they told, and just and and, and it was just to me, it was just it, it, it's 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 a top for me. I mean, not not to say not that not that twenty six was bad. Uh, I mean, I, mean, I, I like twenty six too, but to me, like I feel like this was this was like to me, I I, I loved it. it was a pin- and to me, it's just the pinnacle for me. I so, like that a lot. No, so. it's it's a very good one. I like your yeah. explanation for it too. Yeah. Um. So, so that is that's it's a good one. Um. Number one, my number one. You've already mentioned it. Uh, my number one is the Rock Hogan, hmm. Rock Hogan, or uh, yeah, I think it's like I was excited to, um, you know, maybe the possibility because there were rematches. There was the No Way Out one, and just you know, the next year when Rock was a heel and right. it just wasn't the same. Right. Uh. So, yeah, this one was 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 to me. Again, I watched this. I retroactively watched this. Um, uh, coming in 2003, you hear about Rock Hogan. It's like, wow, this is big. I grew up in the Hogan era. You know, yeah. my very early years, I played, me and my dad used to, you know, play wrestle all the time. Hmm. We used to play the old Sega Genesis Royal Rumble game, and Hulk Hogan was a guy. And it was right. like, Hulk Hogan was the be all end all. I started watching yeah. WCW because I loved Hulk Hogan that much. Yeah. And then you grow up and, and you see The Rock. The Rock is like the new guy and it was just weird because like you get the rock and stone cold at the same time but i think people hold the rock in higher regard for his entertainment for that for for that era than they do stone cold in some occasions right. they're both on par right. i think but i yeah. think but for the fact that the rock got that match against hogan says a lot about what the company thought about the rock i mean in my opinion it should have been stone cold but um that's what it you know that's just what it was and, right. and you know I, I i sat and watched this thing and uh excuse me i sat and watched this thing and i was like Man, they are not doing anything, and this crowd is electric. Yeah. Uh, and it's in Toronto. It's in Toronto. Yep. You know, the, uh, a place where Hulk Hogan is very, very. You know, he's been a ton of times. Rock has been very, a lot. And 
Hogan's supposed to be the bad guy in this, and he's getting cheered right. like crazy. Like crazy. Which is crazy, especially when considering the buildup for the match, because, you know, a few months before, you know, Vince you know, had, you know, brought back, you had, had this lethal, you know, uh, injection that was going to, you know, that was going to poison, you know, the, the WWF, and it was, you know, he brought back the NWO, Hogan Hall and Nash. And, you know, I, I I think the thing that people forget about this match was the fact that the fact was was weird was the fact that they were cheering all Hogan, yet, you know, two, three weeks before, Hogan almost, you know, ran over Rock with a little freaking semi. It's like, yeah, I remember, like, watching the match and thinking, like, what? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, no, it was, it was very, very electric. You know, I, I used to think that, uh, you know, for me, my, like, Hogan versus... Uh, my like Hogan versus Rock was was Rock versus John Cena, and I was like, oh, and I, I was like, oh, this is way better. And I'm like, no, no, no it's not. It's not as memorable. <laughs> right. It's not even right. close to being as memorable. So, yeah. Rock Hogan is de facto like that was the clash of well, two uh, eras. Well, especially considering certain, certain, certain happened, it happened two years in a row. Yeah, Rock versus Cena. Yeah, yeah. and it just it I it did not live up to the no. standards that Hogan and Rock did. No, so. no, not at all. Um, so. Um, so yeah, that is my number one. It, it's uh, it's it's really cool. They did do a whole lot, but there was a lot going on. And the the biggest shame is that this match was not a the the actual main event. It was billed as a main event, but it should have right. went on last. Right. It was a huge disservice to Chris Jericho and Triple H. Definitely. And uh, it definitely took away from their match a little bit. W- which is funny you say that because actually, so my number one, uh, and this is something I think people forget about. Uh, I might not remember, or might not know, or realize about my number one, Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels, was that that match was also not the main event of that WrestleMania. That's true. That's it true. was, uh, was it was tr- uh, Triple H versus Randy Orton. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, because that, because because obviously because that was for the title. We assume, oh, it's, it's a title match, so we have to put that on last. And obviously, you have you know uh, Taker and you know Shawn Michaels are uh, are going out, are going to go out and they freaking kill it. And obviously, you know, at the time, you know, hindsight being 2020, obviously, you know, looking back, obviously, Taker and Sean, you know, should have been the main event, but it wasn't. I, I remember, too, uh, you know, the story goes, I remember, uh, or, or I think, uh, or Hunter, I remember Triple H saying, like, or our, our, our Taker or our came to the back after uh, after the match, and uh, and, tri- and, uh, and, tri- and tri- Triple, H, Triple H looked at Taker, he goes, that was awesome. He goes, but how, how, how am I supposed to follow? How the hell am I supposed to follow that? You know? Yeah, and, so, and that's a yeah. real that's a real thing. That's a real thing. Yeah. So. But there it is, everybody. There is our that's our WrestleMania list, our top ten WrestleMania matches. Todd, I want to thank you so much for driving, you know, taking the trip to come up here from Rochester and and uh, to chat with me. This is good to see you. It has been a year. I think it's been a, yeah, it's been a while, yeah. year um, since I've gotten to see you. So I appreciate you in uh, in in that regard. No problem. Thanks for having me again, Matt. Appreciate it. Of course, it. of course. We're gonna be doing lots more podcasting and stuff, and uh, and uh, you know, down the road, I'll have you on for some things, stuff and things, but. We will, uh, we will definitely chat. To listeners, we have so much more in store for you this season. All right. We're, uh, remember, 16 episodes in total. I'm actually, we're recording this in November. So it's not, not going to come out to like February, maybe March at the latest. So um, I'm not sure when this is going to drop, but 16 episodes. Uh, if you want to plan a, uh, you know, if you want to come on and join and do a list episode, bring up a topic that we haven't already done before on podcast, and we will discuss it. Um, the invitation is there for you. Just find us on Facebook and send me a message. I'd appreciate it. But that is a wrap, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Do you even list? This is Generic American Sports Podcast Center. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Generic American Sports Hosts.
podcast thing. Today, in sporting news, some things happened that were some stuff and some other things. Some statistical values to back up those things are this. As you can see, the thing I just said statistically did happen. Yo, wait a minute. I feel like I could listen to this show anywhere and be just as bored. Why am I listening to this stuff? You want a better sports experience from your podcast? Head over to Hats, Tats, and Stats on the BICBP radio network. Not generic, not boring, and a little out there sometimes. Tune in to Hats, Tats, and Stats on the BICBP radio network.